Whether you're a residual haunting, an empathic vision, a rift shadow, a ripple from the future, psychic residue, a being of pure energy, or an actual honest legit ghost, welcome to a bad case of loving who, a Doctor Who thing. Chris, you're still with me here? Yes, we haven't gotten rid of me yet. Good, between every episode I just worry that I've lost you somewhere along the time stream. Don't worry, I'm I'm like Clara, I always, I always come back. Love it. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, Series 9, Episode 3, Under the Lake, which is written by Toby Whithouse and directed by Daniel O'Hara. Uh, and that's basically all we'll be doing, going through that, and we will be spoiling uh, anything that happens in the episode and, obviously, everything that's come before this episode. Yep. So if you don't want to hear that, please hold your ears with your hands. No, just pause it. Then go watch the episode and then come back. That's probably much more logical, actually. If you held your ears with your hands, you're probably wearing like earphones and you're just hearing it louder. <laughs> so, uh, not helpful. Nah. Okay, well, let's dive right in. Uh, yes, I like to that. This... Dive into the lake. Ah, oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Genius. We dive down to this underwater base called the Drum, uh, where... Uh, a, a little team uh, have discovered a mysterious ship which um, starts killing them and turning them into ghosts. Uh, How was this introduction? We've seen a lot of teams like this in, in Doctor Who before, yeah. these kind of isolated bases mm. uh, where things are going wrong. What did you think of uh, this new one? I like teams because it means you don't actually know whether they're going to live or die. So you're always on the edge. And in that first scene, someone dies. Well, it's it's hard to say. They die, and then they come back as a ghost. So, right. But I do love teams for that reason. There's, there's normally a death. Yeah, you're right. There usually is a lot of death. Like I was just thinking about, you know, some of the other team ones that are really good. Impossible Planet, obviously. There's like yes. 42, The Waters of Mars, uh, mm-hmm. The Rebel Flesh and The Hungry Earth. I think people die yeah. in all of those. Yeah. And Midnight as well. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. I guess you can call them a team, just a on a luxury holiday team. Yep. <laughs> They've got a team up. Yes. It gets to know the characters. It's all... Well, apart from one. Who's that? In Midnight, you don't really get to get to know the hostess person who then dies at the end. That's right. Never named. Never named. Um, Wait, is her name in the credits? I never checked, but I assume she's probably just the hostess. Mm. I will check over the week and find out. Cool. Sad. But yeah, this this mm. this uh this episode was very similar to a lot of those, wasn't it? In uh, a lot of ways, yeah. And even a lot of these characters are just kind of very similar to what we've seen before. Uh, so although the sign language, the deaf person, we haven't seen that before. Um, Absolutely, I'm still that's very cool. Wondering whether it might come back in as something. You can't actually 
like they need a person who can't hear to do something. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's it's such a yeah. interesting character that I've also been thinking about. Like, uh, how is yeah. how are they gonna twist the story so that she's like particularly useful on things? Yeah. Which they've already done a bit, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, cool yeah, character. We'll get to Rory's dad. Rory's dad. Yes, in dinosaurs on a spaceship, they brought Rory's dad along just so they had someone to fly the ship. I'd... at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. And the golf ball thing. But yeah, I like the the cool aesthetic on this episode. It uh, it's got like a unique kind of uh water and zombies and great well hang on i just realized actually that's not totally unique that's exactly what waters of mars is water and zombies and stuff yeah but uh but this one's more kind of green and rusted and rotty uh in the way Mm -hmm. it looks which is really cool yes no i do like how they've done the ghosts sort of the see-through but not see-through fully and they've still kept the likeness of exactly who they are Mm -hmm. well then the doctor and clara arrive and they're chased chased by these ghosts to the faraday cage where the rest of the base crew are hiding uh and well they've got this faraday cage because it's a nuclear reactor this whole um base which Mm -hmm. uh which of course, and kind of, that's definitely gonna come into play, isn't it? That's like, yeah. uh, do you know how people say like yeah. Chekhov's gun kind of thing? When there's a nuclear reactor uh, planted into yep. a story, you know it's gonna come back in a big way. Yeah, something might blow up. <laughs> Very likely. Mm. Then the um the ghosts get a bit smart though. They turn the uh the day to night. Uh, in this base, which has day and night systems. Uh, um, yes, but was it actually revealed how they actually did it? Oh, no, I don't think it was. I think we just assumed that no. you found some kind of... We assumed they did it, yes, but I'm not sure it mentioned how they did it exactly. And it doesn't mention why they're um, scared of the light or the day. Um, the doctor was wanting to find out, um, but I don't think it. He, I don't think he ever did. So that's right. Yeah, I remember them talking about it, but uh, mm. but they didn't work anything out, did they? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so next episode, hopefully we find out. Yeah. Maybe in the first five minutes. So after they do this, the the ghosts manage to come out and kill the um the arrogant businessman kind of guy yes. selfish guy which is funny is usually i actually thought about these the characters like him usually survive in these kinds of episodes They're yeah usually, so um, i was thinking that too I, yeah yeah interesting but he probably deserved time most, so... That's right. Like, for example, I was thinking Voyage of the Damned, uh, the Christmas episode where the um the wealthy man uh, who's only looked out for himself the whole episode is, like, one of the last ones alive. Uh, yeah. And, and the first guy you mentioned who died 
first was actually the team's captain, which uh Yes. So it's just a kind of very weird pecking order that indeed people are dying in. Yeah. <laughs> a bit different. And the um sign the deaf person isn't well um assumes command, so Mm. Yeah, they'll probably come back in, so I'm sure. And so the doctor's pretty um pretty having a good time in this episode, but I was a bit surprised, or well, it just kind of I found it weird quite how much the doctor uh, was kind of insensitive to the tragedy and death around him in this episode. He's just kind of uh having his own fun and insulting everyone more than I expected. But then I guess Capaldi's always been that way. I just totally haven't come to terms with it yet. Yeah, Capaldi's always been that way. Um, yeah, because a mm, part of... It was really shown this episode that Doctor was more so probably um, uh, um, enjoying it too much. Yeah and insensitive too much so that Clara could bring out those cards um, and make a real big thing of That's that. That's right. The cards, that. yes. That was a funny invention. Yeah, the cards. I didn't like them. No? No. I I must say I don't mind a blunt doctor like this. So, I mean, you know he's always got your best interests at heart but it doesn't come off that way, so I don't mind it. Yeah, it it just made it so clear how, how much of a different Doctor he is to, uh, well, Matt Smith, for example. I just, yeah, a part of me yeah. still expected him to keep trying to uh, get on the same level as all the other characters and, uh, and uh, be worried for them more, but... Uh, he doesn't. And a lot of um, David Tennant episodes with this sort of crew type dynamic, um, the Doctor in those days gets to know each of the crew on a more personal level and not just what they do. True, yeah. Mm. The, every, they all decide, um, they have an opportunity to decide whether to leave the base or not. They could all escape the danger uh but they all decide well they all make their own decisions of whether they'll stay or not and this was interesting it's cool to see kind of every character's perspective mm-hmm. and what's keeping them or not i was interested with the um sign language guy and his response his response to the captain or the now captain saying that she'll stay so it's um his response was well I guess I'm staying too so yeah he kind of yeah, yeah. that makes his decision for him doesn't it if he left mm. she'd have a lot of yeah, trouble although, communicating doesn't the doctor say can understand sign I think language? he once could but then he said he he deleted it um, okay and he's uh yeah can't do that anymore yeah gotta keep space in that head need a bigger head mm-hmm. uh but in this whole thing clara is clara is a bit weird in this ep- well clara is weird in every episode isn't she yeah she's she's very keen for adventures all of a sudden yes isn't she i think that um scene where 
Doctor and Clara are in the TARDIS, which is before they all have to choose. That sort of reveals a lot more about Clara and where she's at at the moment and wanting an adventure. Although it does sort of... The way that she has acted in that scene tells me that she isn't fully over Danny Pink. Oh, right. I, it's, I like how you do keep bringing uh, Danny Pink into things because I keep completely forgetting about him. Uh, but I think you are right when you said a couple of weeks ago that you think he'll come back. I think that's, I think that's true. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe in a flashback for Clara and sort of thing. I, I reckon I'm betting he'll come back back in some way. Okay. But, um, but we'll see. That's my bet. Yeah. I was also <laughs> interested with that scene. It does show a lot of where Clara's at and the Doctor, where they're at in terms of this whole adventuring sort of thing. But from the episode perspective, it was sort of a a hole in the middle of it. Just didn't need to be there and just stop the pace from flowing nicely. Yeah, well, and it's just so weird that um, that Clara is this way because usually she's been so happy to go back home and everything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this? I think this is the first time she's really suddenly gone, let's see planets and adventures and save people. Well, it goes weird. back to the Danny Pink thing. Now that she doesn't have that connection back on Earth, I think she wants to be out there and that sort of thing. She's going to get herself killed. How many times? A few more times, that's all. A few more times. In this section, I, I also loved the um, the Doctor gives a little monologue kind of uh, appealing to the crew, uh, to their curious nature and their risk-taking mm-hmm convinces them yes. to stick around uh, to find out what's going on. That was yeah. a really great moment. That's very Doctorish. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, yes. Very Doctorish. But then, of course, even though they've been making all these decisions, whether they'll stay or not, the decision is made for them when they find out the ghosts wanna <laughs> want them to be saved. Uh, yeah. So they don't want to do what the ghosts want. No. Send the rescue ship back. And instead, they decide to corner and catch the ghosts uh, and then find out what they are actually saying in their mute mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Uh, and the um, sunglasses, the sonic sunglasses come back. That's right. We find out one of their first features uh, is transmitting video. Yep. Which is a pretty cool feature. It is, and it makes sense. Um, I wonder, yeah, I bet they'll use it in a lot of ways in the future. Yeah, although if you think back to Series 7, I think Rory had glasses on like this. Yeah. And um, because the Doctor couldn't go to a place, so Rory had to go instead. Might have been Series 6, actually. Yeah, I remember that. I think it was Series 6. That's mm. right. Yep. So 
not an original technology, Doctor. <laughs> but, uh, no. He just took those glasses, put in some... Uh, kind of, yep. Uh, some, some new frames and made it sonic. That's it. <laughs> you can make anything sonic these days. <laughs> but then here, when they're yep. uh, cornering or um, trapping these ghosts, uh, that was, like, fun and all, but... I wish the ghosts were threatening at all. Yeah. But they're not even dangerous, are they? No. Like they have they have to they have to pick up a weapon, which I like that it's kind of real yeah. and physical like that. They have they can only hurt you if they get a weapon, but they don't have any weapons, so why are you scared? Yeah. And um the ghosts can't really punch you in the face. So it was a weird assumption kind of through the whole episode that Everyone should be so scared of ghosts. They're they're not so bad. No, they're quite fun once you get to know them. Yes, as I'm sure we will in the next episode. Mm-hmm. So they find out that the ghosts are talking about some coordinates, and they check those out um, yep. outside the base by doing a bit of a probe search of a church ruin. Uh, and they discover the suspended animation chamber that goes with the spaceship they found at the start. Uh, yes. And then, well, there's a lot of a lot of information going on here. It's just all explaining tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. So then they say that um, whatever those symbols are in the spaceship on the wall, uh, they're planting signals in everyone's minds. Uh, which then start transmitting when they die. So the more ghosts that get made here, the stronger the signal's going to be that is being sent yes. out. Yes, that's reason. what I got too from all that explaining. Good, because uh, I'll be honest, I didn't actually get all of that totally, but I, I, I looked it up. <laughs> oh, okay. This whole episode was um just a lot of kind of explanation and exposition wasn't it it was very much kind of the first of a two-parter in so yes, many ways indeed at the end here um a computer malfunctions i assume that's the ghosts or something doing their things that they can yeah, do doing uh, uh it floods them all out of there everyone splits up and the um the doctor thinks it's a good idea to go back in time i why doesn't the doctor do this more often yeah <laughs> Pretty cool, I reckon. For once, a great idea. He realizes he's got a TARDIS. He can just jump back in time. That's yep. Should be doing this more often, Doctor. He could sort out a lot. <laughs> he could. Unfortunately, that plan doesn't sound so good anymore when the Doctor rocks up as a ghost outside the um. Well, the there drum. was a bit before that where Clara and the Doctor get separated. So you've got Clara on the in the base underwater and then the doctor on his lonesome with two other companions that's right and they come on a journey with him in the tardis they didn't look too shocked when they were in the tardis i thought they should have looked a bit yeah, more. a bit more it's bigger on the inside why is it bigger yeah, on the inside exactly i yeah i think the first time everyone sees or pretty much everyone sees the tardis they should look a bit more shocked than that we don't have to go into it but they they Wow. Mm. Um, with that um, chase ball running sort of thing, you just, it, 
you just knew that Clara was gonna be separated from the Doctor. Yeah. Just a foregone con- conclusion that Clara was gonna be stuck there. Yeah, definitely. And it all worked out though too, didn't it? The other four uh, characters was were split uh, into their pairs that fit, weren't they? The um sign language ones and the yeah, others. that would be pretty interesting. The sign language. Sorry, the deaf person didn't have their translator with them. That's right. Yeah. But uh, the, the deaf person was probably my favourite um, new character this episode, actually. She was, <laughs> I liked yeah. how grounded she was, and she really kind of stood up to the Doctor and yeah. seemed so reasonable trying to save everyone's lives. Yes, um, and explained herself well, I thought. Mm. And in that escape bit as well, uh, with the flooding, <laughs> the Doctor does a pretty cool little roll there uh, to get under a door. Um, yeah. Was it really a roll, though, or did he just a bit of a, dive? Um, yeah, more a dive. Slight roll. I think, yeah, it, I think it was more like a dive. I'm guessing also that that was probably a stunt double, but um, yeah. you can't be sure with a shot like that. No. Uh, but either way, they did. They're making Capaldi um, more action hero type thing. Yeah. yeah, in this episode, he had to do a bit of running down a hallway. Yeah, which I would have thought would have been a Matt Smith more David, Matt Smith or David Tennant type character or something to get action hero. Yeah, they're throwing in just kind of that element a bit yeah. for Capaldi though. Uh, but still, overall, it's like he he works out how to solve the situation uh, in a different way than uh, Tennant or Smith would. Yeah, right. He uh, he kind of does all this working out and uh, mm. and talking to himself. Yeah, uh, which the others would do, but they'd also probably run somewhere and blow something up. Yeah, a lot of their stunning scenes, they're doing something productive like playing with buttons or running down a hallway. Yeah, that's right. And then what did you think of, um, well, do you think the Doctor's dead? <laughs> well, I think a cliffhanger like this is going to throw up more questions. Mm. So how is the Doctor dead when it can regenerate? So Next week's just going to be all explaining, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, we have no idea who's in the... um. In the life pod thing, it's probably the doctor or Clara or something. Uh, <laughs> or Danny Pink. <laughs> yeah, could definitely be Danny Pink. <laughs> and I don't think we've figured out who the guy in the top hat is yet. The first True, ghost. yeah, the whole time there's yeah there's that first ghost who's looking so cool, but mm. no idea who that is. I yeah. do hope we find out more about him. That would make sense. It is an interesting kind of format, this kind of first episode is uh, at one time and then the second episode is before it. It's uh, that's playing with time in a fun way. Yeah, but it's time for our show. So. Now it's time for our favourite segment oh. um, each week, <laughs> um, which uh, which you're going to take take for the for um, for this episode, because I hear you've got a good worst line. For Clara. Yes. It's, that's the segment. Clara's worst line of the episode. Yeah. And <laughs> I could pick a few. 
Um, probably. <laughs> I unfortunately you. missed them this time. Um, there's. I'm excited to hear. There's the do. one where she forces the doctor to pull out the cards with the um already written and um phrases that he's meant to say. But for me, it was in the start of the episode when they first appear in the underwater thing and she um is asking well no um she's coming to terms with the adventure and she um says yeah um underwater up top uh come on don't let me hang you i did forget about that i <laughs> i guess i um, i guess i felt better about that one cuz the doctor I didn't like it either, clearly. <laughs> so at least someone in the episode also yeah. didn't like it. I hope that happens more in future, that everyone just calls Clara out on bad lines, <laughs> even though it's the writer giving them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and the writer of this episode, actually, Toby Whithouse, I'm just going to point mm-hmm. out he's uh, he's been a semi-regular in the past. He did, like, School Reunion, Vampires of Venice, The God Complex, and A Town Called Mercy. Uh, so, done a fair few good little episodes, yeah. and um, so, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this episode, but nowhere near as much as the past couple, and it's just, it felt like a lot of kind of unexciting table setting for hopefully a good next week. Mm. Yeah, what were your overall thoughts? Similar to you, I thought it could have been a good episode, like say 42 where it's all fast paced and running and they've got to say something but i i think the ending is probably gonna make or break this episode there's not a lot to go on with this one episode yeah that's right and it's just there was a lot of um a lot of talking and it planning and just no danger really yeah yeah that's and that's the one thing every doctor who episode yeah. needs i think danger yeah and... which will hopefully come in the next episode but at the same time it might not so but i just can't believe it it literally every time it happens now i i can't believe it even more because of the number of times they've done the whole the doctor's gonna die thing and this is just another one another uh, every single week mm-hmm. <laughs> the doctor is gonna die next time or in the future or real soon or tomorrow <sighs> that has been yet another episode of this podcast uh you can you know what <laughs> do you know do you do you know do you know where people can find the podcast, Chris? It's Thermos. Oh well the um, the um something. we mentioned it last week, uh, this this really amazing place where you can jump on and subscribe to the podcast. Oh iTunes. Yeah, that's right. Isn't iTunes great? Yes. It might be. Yeah. I don't use it, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, go there and search for a bad case of loving who, and you got us. Yep. But um, but you've got a website, don't you, Chris? I do indeed. And people can go there, can't they? I believe so. Yes. Okay. 
That's all we need. <laughs> okay, what's what's the website that they should go to? Yours. The website is whitewhatsorry.com. Wait, what? Sorry. Whitewhatsorry.com, oh. and there you'll find um a few little stories and random ideas from me. Um, and last week I did a post about um, wibbly wobbly tummy wimey stuff. Mm-hmm. So go there and check it out. My website is at thoromus.com, which is like Christmas but more thorough. That's it. Uh, the last words for this episode are. Hi. Bye.